Welcome back, Inebriates. This is Andy, uh, your humble host. Uh, this is weirdly the second episode I'm recording tonight. I don't usually two, uh, do two in a row because I uh, get, I'm, you know, sidetracked. But uh, we haven't had a, I feel like we haven't had a comic book artist in a while. So I brought on Don McTeague. McTeague. Yes. Damn it. I, I was <laughs> trying fine. to get it right the first time. McTeague. Don McTeague. Uh, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Uh, so you have done a bunch of covers for everything from kind of the indie stuff to the big names. How did you, I mean, you must get this question. Well, wait, no, let me start with, cause you do a lot of cons. Let me start with the most annoying questions artists get at cons. <laughs> did you draw this? <laughs> yes. I get that one a lot. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you've worked for, for the, the big names, like, was it kind of like a, Oh, I got discovered overnight kind of thing, or was this an overnight success or long process? Tell us a little bit of your backstory. Okay. Um, for my backstory, I, um, worked with, well, I, uh, was friends with JP Roth, who is an author, um, from when we were kids, we go way back and she got in touch with me again, you know? 15 years later and is like, uh, I'm going to be taking a bunch of my novels and turning them into a comic book series. Would you like to come and draw for me? And I was like, I've followed comics as a fan of the art and, yeah. and all of that for many years. So I was acquainted enough to know that I was not, in my opinion, good enough. And so I was like, no, I'm I, that's so nice of you, but I don't feel that I'm at the quality of that kind of art. And she wouldn't take no for an answer. What was like, the, yeah, what was no. the, um, JP? No, JP. what was the, uh, what was the, the novels? The novel is ancient dreams. Okay. And so they are, they are now out. You can get them little plug for JP Roth. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them on Google play all over the place. They're, you know, being turned into audiobooks. So I think number one already has an audiobook. It's a series um, all about mythology, mostly taking place in Greece for this one. Um, and so I just started working with her. And um, so it was myself, Mike Chrome, who's also in comics now, and Sabine Rich. Um, we all kind of started together with J.P. Roth, and we were just like, we're going to go for it. We're going to try. So I'm incredibly grateful to her for that. And then I still work with J.P. Roth to this day. We you know, have a bunch of series that we work on together, and then I do covers and some interiors for other companies. But I mean, that's kind of like a lot of people kind of break in that way, like Eastman yeah. and Laird, you know, they kind of teamed up on something and, and just broke in that way. Exactly. Yeah. So she obviously knew you drew from an early age. Is this something that has always been in your life? Yes. I'm, assuming, I'm a professional doodler. I, <laughs> I, I say that as an artist. So I'm like, yeah, people will be like, oh, when did you start? I'm like, I don't remember not drawing. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Yeah. Yes. She used to sit be beside me when I'd like draw teddy bears and shit. So it's not like I was very pro, but yeah, I, I always drew all the time. So. You know well, the drill. <laughs> oh, of course. Like, but what what was it for you? Like, I grew up two blocks from a comic book shop, so I always wanted to be a comic book artist until I got old enough. Been like, yeah, that's not what I want to do. But like, what what <laughs> what was it that caught your your love of it? Like, what really focused you as a kid onto drawing? 
Um, I actually, when I really started taking notice of art, um, was when I lived in Japan as a kid and, um, I couldn't read the, uh, the manga, mm-hmm. but I would flip through the pages and look at the art. And then, um, the first comic comic books that I saw were Gen 13 by yep. Campbell. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and that was the end for me. I was like, you know, follow, I, I will buy any comic book that's got Campbell on it, you know? So I, uh, I love his work so much. And, um, so I just started really following him. And then from that, you know, found top cow started following all the artists in there. And, you know, all these guys are just freaking amazing. So, you know, I knew what I was trying to take on when she, you know, contacted me and I, I, I can, I mean, you know, this was 10 years ago and I'm so grateful to her for her trust in me. And I've tried to rise to the challenge, but I certainly was not um, hireable in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, but apparently you were wrong. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I get that. I'm I'm wrong a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, were you trying to be a professional artist or? or... No, I had literally just had my third child and was not interested. Yeah, in <laughs> that kind of and I had no idea what the work level was even going to be like, you know, so I was really just doing the the stay at home mom thing at that point. Um, and so we uh, yeah, we just you know, there was a lot of all nighters, a lot of working hard. You know, that's what it takes. And um, I'm I'm just so grateful to her for all of that. And it's awesome. So you mentioned you have three kids. Yes. Uh, are they following in your footsteps? Are they? Hell no. No? (laughs) No, not so much. My youngest is interested in drawing. And so he's working on his own comic book series called Catman, um, which is very much based on our very grumpy cat that we own, um, (laughs) or who is part of the family, I should say. And, um, so, but the, the older two, not so much No. It's, it's really, it's really interesting. I have uh, two of my own and the oldest, uh, not into art at all. Yeah. But, uh, my daughter is, I mean, she's poised to start her career very soon. Um, awesome. She does our graph design work. So, uh, oh, I can see your smile. You're yeah, it's, That's it's, so awesome. it's so, <laughs> it's so cool. I, I, you know, to, and she's always been like interested. She used to, you know, I'm, I'm the weekend dad. I get that. But it's like I used to, instead of getting coloring books, I'd be like, well, what do you want to color? And be like, oh, a dog or unicorn or whatever. And I'd draw one out and then they'd color that. But she would sit like over my shoulder and be like, now don't forget the eyes. Now don't forget the horn. And she would like critique my work. I'm like, let me draw, man. Like <laughs> and nothing's changed. She's still that way. But it, it's it's really fun to kind of share that, yeah. you know, with them and, and see them kind of grow and That's mature. Awesome. So I don't know how old yeah. yours are, but she's, my, my daughter's like cranking out work now and it's, it's amazing. Wow. That's incredible. Good for her. I'm very impressed. Yeah. I try to, I mean, she's got an ego big enough. I don't need to help her. So <laughs> she knows she's good. Um, so you you get this this friend that invites you to to work on a comic and at what point do you then convince yourself that okay this is something that i can do well i think it was one of those things where i was just going to do it anyway it was sink or swim you know 
Um, and there were many times where I still was quite unsure. Um, but, you know, we, we kind of were all relying on each other. Myself, Sabine Rich, who does a lot of coloring for Campbell now, mm -hmm. um, and Mike Chrome, who's incredible. So we, we all were kind of as a team with JP Roth working together on it. So if one of us was going to be like, dudes, I peace out, you know, that would have sucked for everyone involved. So I think that really helped too, you know? Right. But I mean, at some point you were then like, when did you break away from that and be like, Oh, this is, you know, that I, there's more that I can do here than just my friend's book. Uh, JP Roth did that actually. She, she wanted us to, um, you know, have more visibility all around and, you know, it's better for all of us and better for Rothick, which is her comic book company as a whole, if we're all, you know, being seen more around doing more things. So she was like, you know, she went up to Zenoscope and was like, you guys, we're new. I have my three artists. I want them to do something for you guys right now, you know, and she's fearless. She's amazing. So then we did a the three of us worked together on a batch of interior pages for Zenoscope. Those came out in our first year. Um, and then from there, you just start getting to know people. And then someone will come up and be like, oh, hey, you know, I was wondering if you had time to do a cover here or there, you know, and um, that's how it that's how it all worked out. And it's been great. <laughs> and yeah, it, it's funny how so much of the creative process is like networking. Like yeah. I, I'll yeah. have people that be like, Hey, let's grab, you know, lunch or, or drink or whatever. And let's talk some ideas. But um, does a lot of that come from the comic con industry? Yeah. Like I, I used to have a comic book shop and I was at like, I don't know, 30 comic cons a year. Um, and I don't do that anymore, but like it, it was this really kind of, I don't want to say carny kind of lifestyle <laughs> where like every weekend everyone kind of gets together, but it, it felt like a carny lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd say the majority of any kind of networking is done at conventions. Like you'll, you know, there's been a couple of times I've really, really wanted to work on a project. And so I will, you know, if I find out that the, you know, writer or the editor or whoever happens, of what it is I'm going for happens to be at that convention. I'll make a point to, you know, go see if I could stand in their line and be like, please, <laughs> it works. It really yeah. works. <laughs> I mean, I remember your stuff from uh, the Xenoscope years. Cause that's, that's about the time I had my comic book shop. Okay. And um, so how has it changed from then to now? Like, is, do you get, well, for instance, so like when I started the podcast, I started bringing on my friends and then friends of friends and then friends of friends of friends and people I didn't know. And now I'd say like 30 to 40 percent of our guests are people that reach out and say, hey, I want to be on the show. Nice. Like, at, at what have you seen that same thing through the course of your career where in the beginning you're trying to like really sell yourself and then it becomes more of a you get to like kind of pick and choose more things that you want to do? For sure. For sure. Um, that, that definitely comes over time. And, you know, um, yeah, I would say for me, the main issue for me right now is just not having enough time to get to everything. So yes, I have certain, certain publishers that I kind of have yearly agreements with that I'll, you know, unspoken, but mm -hmm. an agreement that like, you know, when, 
when they check in, I try to fit in a few for them in the year and we work out sort of when it's going to happen and stuff like that, because primarily for the most part, I'm, I'm tart <laughs> primarily for the most part. It's so ridiculous. But anyway, yes, for the most part, I uh, work on Divinica with JP Roth. So I do all the interiors and it's all traditionally painted. And so that's a real time. It, it requires a lot of time. Um, so I can't take on as many covers as I used to. Um, but I try to stick with some of the, the companies that have kind of trusted me all along, you know? So, and yes, you can pick and choose if something is going to come up on a deadline where it's not going to work for me. I can say, Hey, I can't take that one. Let's work it out in a few months, you know, whereas before I would have never done that. I don't yeah. think. Well, I got to say that was kind of, so before, uh, this interview is kind of poking around on your Facebook and you were, it looks like it once a week, maybe that you do a live stream three times, but yes, times. I do right. live streams. Yes. Um, and I was kind of shocked because like, I'm reasonably familiar with your work. You know, I said, I'd seen it before. I just always assumed it was digital and to see you work in watercolors and Prismacolor, I was kind of like, Oh shit. <laughs> and then, so it kind of like threw me cause I'm so used to things kind of going in the other direction. Yeah. Where like we, we do drawing events and, and people show up with, uh, you know, iPads and I'll be like, get off my lawn. Give me, you know, <laughs> a pencil. Um, do you do anything digital or is, I did I just, okay. Um, it, it really depends on the project. So um, when I first entered comics, I came into comic books as a penciler and an inker. Mm -hmm. um, then over time, and I've only inked over Mike Chrome's work because like I said, the three of us were all working together to try to get the book done. Yeah. Um, and then did cover pencils. And then um, I started moving. Uh, and then Sabine Rich, Ula Moss, Niagrafino, Sanju Nivangune, all the, the, the big, amazing colorists were coloring my work. But the thing is, is they're so, so busy. Um, and Sabine and I have been friends since, you know, we were six and eight years old, respectively. And she's like, Dawn, you know, color your own work. <laughs> so, I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I started learning digital coloring. Um, but then, you know, there is, so depending on the project, depending on the character, what the scene is. So like last year I did a whole uh, round of covers for Zenoscope that were uh, their main characters reimagined kind of in a cyberpunk setting. Okay. Cyberpunk is glows, neons, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I yeah. personally don't own, I don't know how to use an airbrush yet. I have one. I haven't used it yet. So I was like, okay, this, I have to do digital for sure. And then there's the color change and the alternate and all of that stuff. So, um, but then I'll pretty much decide on the project. And then Divinica, the comic book series is all, hand done. It's all about mythology and goddesses from all different pantheons of mythology. And so what we do is we kind of try to look at whichever goddess we happen to be focusing on and kind of try to match the artistic style slash coloring mm -hmm. to the region a little bit more. And so learning watercolor, I learned on the job because we were doing a Asian goddess named Magu and JP Roth was like, I think this one should be in watercolor. I'm like, I don't know how to use watercolor. And she's <laughs> oh, like, shit. Learn. <laughs> so I had to kind of watch a bunch of YouTube videos <laughs> and figure it out. Um, but it's been great. You know, I'm learning so much stuff. And I think I'm, I, I have a little bit of an artist art supply hoarder issue. 
I love to buy art supplies. And so at least I have to uh, justify said purchase by using it. <laughs> so I'm all over the map right now. I, um, I, uh, I'm kind of in a, um, <laughs> there's, there's a show called Hoarders, right? Okay. And uh, I'm kind of in that self-inflicted, I need to get rid of some of this crap because uh, very much, especially, God forbid, any art supplies on clearance. Oh yeah. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm buying that. It's like $2. <laughs> and like, you don't even, you don't even, you know, linoleum block print, but it's $2. I don't care. <laughs> so I actually text my daughter, like, I don't know, maybe last week. And I'm like, Hey, I think I have a bunch of art supplies for you. And I'm just going to start just offloading them onto her and she'll you know, put them to use for sure. She can mess around with them and at least store them at her house. <laughs> but it, it awesome. is, it is that interesting, like, um, Oh man, there was a friend of mine that was working on some project that was using beer bottle caps. And I'm like, I feel like every artist has like some sort of container in their house with <laughs> beer bottle caps for some reason, kind of like a, I'll use you someday. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so do you, well you, said, well, you said you have an, like an airbrush that you haven't used your master i haven't used it yet it was gifted to me for my birthday and i need to learn how to use it i'm a little scared the compressor looks really scary to me i have no reason to be afraid but i am so so do you think it's going to be a matter of a project's going to come along where you're like i have to learn it or are you more apt to kind of do it on your own I'm apt to do it on my own, honestly, just to give everyone on live stream some shits and giggles time. You know, yeah. I'm probably going to like my plan is to get those like learn to write kindergarten sheets of paper where you learn how to write. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I might do that to just learn how to control the whole thing and just see if it works for me, because sometimes, you know, I'm really persnickety and I. We'll, we'll try an art tool that I don't love. You know, it happens. I don't like acrylic, you know, I tried mm -hmm. it and I don't, I don't care for at least painting skin with acrylic, which is really the problem I was trying to solve at the time. Yeah. So, I you know, see, Cause then, it doesn't blend well. Like, no, like a, it no. doesn't. Yeah. And so it just made everything look blotchy and blotchy was what I was trying to fix. So it just made the matter worse, I think. So, you know, it just, it depends, but it's great to have all of these things in case you need it because yeah. when, in, when I'm stuck, acrylic will definitely save the day, but not right. for skin. Yeah. Um, so charcoal. yeah, I can't do charcoal interesting it's the feeling that the texture of charcoal just like skis me oh, out. just creeps you out yeah <laughs> it gives me, For the, me it's the mess I, I i don't use it because the graphite mess would drive mm -hmm. me crazy what is your go-to what is your absolute favorite i like to mix mediums mix mediums something yeah. fierce so like if you saw any of my current live streams because i'm working on my Christmas i was watching party. uh morticia Okay, so this one. most recent one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that okay. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is kind of what I'll do for commissions. And I use it a lot for Divinica as well. So I use watercolor paper for commissions a lot and mm -hmm. interior pages. Um, and I mix watercolor first. Yeah. And watercolor is fantastic for backgrounds because it will fill the page very quickly. You know, you don't have to use up that much paint. Um and I'll even use it for filling in. It's like the base tone for anything. And then yep. I'll go in with Copic marker and kind of fill in all the shadowing and shading because I prefer smoother looking skin and at least watercolor. 
you have to learn how to just let watercolor do what it does. And when you're trying to control watercolor, it doesn't look right. Right. And it, if you let it flow and kind of do the sort of shading with the cut line, because like you let it dry and it gets that watermark kind of yeah. situation, that's not what I'm going for. Um, so Copic marker is kind of like the perfect go between. Yeah. Um, if you're anal retentive, you can't use water. Oh, yeah. And I'm so, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, like um, for the longest time I was you know, pencil. And then I switched over to, to just pen and ink because it took away like the ability to erase and just kind of yeah. having to commit to that line. I, I really f- liked that a lot. And I did that for a long time. And when COVID hit, I kind of lost my desire to draw. And then oh, now that it started sorry. up again, I mean, it happens. Um, but uh, so now at our, our drawing events, I started doing ink washes. Oh, nice. And not, with i don't know if i'm sure no i've definitely done them before but not in any real capacity and then just some of the results i'm like wow man i really like this a lot and uh so that's kind of i feel like i'll kind of like get stuck in like a a rut and then find a new thing and just kind of like latch onto that Mm -hmm. that is awesome yeah so now i think i have to go and get like because i just I just randomly grabbed it. It's not even like black. It's like a brown Liquitex. And um, so now I kind of want to go and get a couple of different colors because now I want to experiment and (laughs) see how that goes. That Um, is so fun. Yeah, it's to me, that's one of my favorite things about kind of like having a drink and draw or or like a drawing group is you kind of get to experiment and and learn from other people. There's one girl that uh, comes to our events, uh, Cora. And uh, she basically uses washable Crayola markers as watercolors. Interesting. And she does amazing work. Like uh, it's. That's so cool. Like 50% of me is like, that's amazing. And the other 50% of me is like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't be able to do that good. (laughs) Um, Is there, is there like a medium that like you other than airbrush that like, you're kind of eager to kind of latch onto like maybe something that's a little sculpting or or something like really outside of what you're used to interesting hmm well i mean i had that last year where i'd been fighting the like the feeling that i should try oil paint which i never had before Mm -hmm. um so i tried it last year and i bought myself the whole oil setup and i started doing it and i love oil paint it's amazing might be a little too slow to work with for interiors you know it just takes a lot of time to dry in layers and but yeah that one was a real biggie for me um as far as anything else, I can't think of anything i mean i would love to learn how to do 3d sculpting actually i've kind of thought about it a little bit you know the um the like z brush or something like that just to see if i could you know um i've watched some like sped up videos and watching like tony cipriano i believe his name is he's done really familiar yeah yeah he's done like 
everything like gorgeous red Sonia sculptures that they use for sideshow. Oh, and all yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. He's, that's why I know him. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And um, so he does like the actual sculpting and mm-hmm. then sometimes we'll do the digital ones and he'll post some of his like sped up digital. You know, I just did this to like, you know, warm up sketch for the day kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those those it's it's so funny because I feel like all artists are always trying to get that vision out that they see and then they see other people who are having that same struggle but all we see is their finished product be like why'd you throw that on the ground that's amazing you know and (laughs) are you because i'm very not precious of my own work like all i see is the mistakes like are you precious of your own work do you are you like when it comes out do you want to extremely like, do you want to see it on like the cover? Do you like, I did it. I don't want to see it ever again kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much. Like by the time it comes out, I've already found the errors. Yeah. You know, and they haunt me forever. So, and then it just keeps coming back because, you know, somebody brings it to get signed or whatever. And I'm just like, i'm gonna sign over the elbow that i screwed up yeah you don't want to you don't want to tell the person and like what if they like the book and they're so amazing and they're being supportive of my work and the publisher and whatever so i have to keep my big mouth shut however yes it's torture and i am really one of those kind of artists where you know I get moody and broody and feel like, you know, I'm the worst and this is not going to work. And I'm, you know, but it's, it's just my personality, I think, to be that way. Um, And so I will pick everything apart and then feel like it's good, kind of, or it's the deadline and be like, okay, I have to fucking send this off now. And then two days later, write the publisher and be like, oh my God. <laughs> just a minute <laughs> oh man i remember it as i was working on a piece it's like a charity piece for a, an auction so it was like boston sports figures and whatever and there was um so it was the word boston and there was like the first two letters were red Sox, the first two letters were i think bruins and the last two letters were patriots and I had somehow erased someone's leg. And as I was inking it, I didn't realize it. So now I'm like coloring it and whatever. And oh, talking to a friend man. of mine on the phone, all of a sudden I'm like, fuck. And they're like, what? I'm like, Veritex missing a leg. And they're like, what are you talking about? And to this day, it ended up getting like somehow the image got online and some company in like China like knocked it off and was like making oh, phone no. cases and people were like oh my god someone stole your art and I'm like and Veritex still doesn't have a goddamn leg <laughs> <laughs> oh that's the worst I'm yeah. so sorry but I mean it, I, I feel like it wasn't I wasn't insulted that someone was stealing the art it was that I just saw the error you know? yeah Exactly. And I I have it all the time. Everything has something on it that's haunting me, if not multiple something. So. Uh, But now you're a known artist, you're in that position where where you're going to cons and people are asking for your autograph. Do you ever get that kind of uh, imposter syndrome where you're like, why do you want my autograph when I'm sitting next to whomever or, you know, 
Definitely. Campbell's in the yeah. other row or it makes me honestly feel weird to for you to say those things. Like I feel like, oh no, no, I don't deserve, I don't deserve that yet. I'm not there yet. I I can't take that. I, I don't think so. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Nobody's heard of me, I swear. <laughs> so that's that's where I feel on the inside and I start getting nervous. Like, oh my God, I, uh, I just got credit. I, I shouldn't be accepting. So, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I get that all the time. You know, it's uh it's a weird, it's a weird thing when, you know, people are praising you for something. You're like, I was just doing it to have fun or just yeah. seem like a cool thing to do. Exactly. Or it's Are like, you... you actually don't see the, the shit that's wrong with it. He's missing so. a leg. It's right there. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you back to doing cons yet with, with COVID and all that sort of thing? I did Emerald city. Yep. Um, yeah. So, and I signed up for a few fan expo shows this year. I signed up for MegaCon, So I'll be going, you know, if I can, um, I'll be going to MegaCon. I'm going to Sworn Fest by Coffin Comics, um, Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, and then a few shows here in the States. I might sign up for New York Comic Con. I'm still kind of thinking about it. And, you know, again, this is all sort of up in the air. Like, oh, I think everything's like that right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I'm just kind of, you know, clicking the like, yes, I'm interested. Let's Let's see if we can do this. But, you know, I'll just have to see how it goes, you know, if, um, you know, what, what the international travel is, because I live in, uh, Canada, I'm a dual citizen, but I live in Canada. So it's a lot of back and forth across borders and, you know, what the rules are going to be and stuff. So I'm just kind of, so hopefully maybe (laughs) (laughs) when there was lockdown and people were like, Oh, I'm working for home. Were you like, yeah, uh uh-huh. Me too. (laughs) I assume it wasn't much of a change, right? It wasn't, but it was a change in so much that when schools were closed down, of course, we had the kids at home. Um, And then my husband also usually works at work. And so he was working at home, too. But, you know, frankly, I loved having him him home all the time. That's great. Yeah, I was going to say, was that like derailing your whole day when we're like, I just want peace and quiet. Everyone go away. (laughs) No, I'm because I've kind of always worked with the kids around and all of that. I, um, you know, and I'm used to live streaming, so I'm kind of used to talking or quote unquote being on the phone the yeah. whole time. And, you know, so for me, it wasn't, it's not been a huge, um, adjustment to have everyone in the house and kind of talking to me. It's not a big deal. So. So we talked, uh, oh, sorry. No. Oh. no so we talked to a lot of like actors and they're all like, oh, I'd like to you know, I have a script I'm working on, or I want to try directing. Do you ever, do you, or do you have like a comic book idea that like you're, you want to do the writing and the art? Hell huh? no. I, am... <laughs> I mean, take a second a to Facebook think about it. Post. Oh, because, well, I know this answer. I get yeah. asked it a, a bit, but um, writing a Facebook post is stressful for me. I can't fucking stand writing. I do not like it. Um, and that's why I have JP Roth. <laughs> so, <laughs> we work together. And the thing is, is I do feel like I have that, um, you know, that artistic freedom. Mm-hmm. She really lets me do my own thing. We've, we've worked together for like over a decade now. So, you know, we, 
we kind of, we know how to work together. We know, you know, which, which buttons not to push kind of thing. And then also like, you know, how to schedule our time. She's also a mom, she gets it. Um, so, you know, we, we've got Divinica that we work on together. And I feel like that's what has my heart and soul as if I was, you know, the main person doing it because she's, she's incredible. I love how she writes. I love how she thinks. And so I kind of have that living the dream right now with Divinica and I'm so grateful for that. And no, I can't write for shit. (laughs) (laughs) When, when you do, so like when she comes to you with a character, um, and you do you do like a rough sketch? Does it ever change her perspective of the character? Being like, oh, I didn't quite see it that way, or like, oh like, yeah. And yeah. I'm always handing her antlers. Like she's had to write antlers. antlers into yeah. I don't know. I don't know what my problem is, but like for some reason, I just like doing these like forest elf nymph situations. Okay, with okay. Antlers. <laughs> Poor Joe. Her I refer to her as Joe. She um she's had to write antlers into a fair few of her storylines because I keep fucking with it. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah, she's uh, sometimes she'll be like, okay, Don. I need this character but for the love of God no antlers please. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah sometimes it will be like okay this is not what I had in mind at all but I like it so we're gonna go with it or sometimes it's like you know this isn't what I had in mind and can we try making this little adjustment here or there you know um and so I think it kind of works out both ways and it's not really like in my case I'm trying to like create something opposite of what she asked for. It's just more when, when, you know, when someone describes a character, it can show up completely differently in two people's minds, you know? So it's more, it's more that than anything else, but she's got a fantastic imagination. So it's very fun to play off of what she's, you know, bringing as far as her idea or whatever. I love it. So. I always find that's why people think that the book is better than the movie because in their head, they have a, defined yes. a specific way and then they go to the movie and it's not the way in their head that they saw it exactly yeah um so what is kind of like the biggest lesson you've learned about your artwork being in the comic book world oh that's a good one i don't think i've been asked that one before oh geez okay. um what is the biggest lesson I would say probably that there is no arrived, you know, there's been so, so many times in my life, not even in comics, but in my life as an artist, I've looked at something for instance, and been like, if I can draw that good at some time in my life, Mm -hmm. I will, or ink that good or anything like that at some point in my life, or if I can get to where I have drawn for X publisher, in my time in comics. And I'm always making these little, like, if I could goals for myself. And then it it always ends with, then I'll be happy. I'll be proud of myself. I'll be content. And I have hit not all of those goals, but I've hit enough of them to know that those don't really make me feel like I've arrived and that I'm good enough. And I'm sure that's a good thing. That's what keeps artists trying to get better, trying to improve, trying to, you know, just bring some additional spice to their work or something like that, you know, and I'm sure it's a good thing. 
but it feels like, you know, I'm just mentally torturing myself. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I'm trying to stop making those kind of goals and just kind of take it one step at a time. But in some ways, I think that those goals, at least at the beginning, when I was truly an idiot, I'm still an idiot, but maybe I was more of one, or at least a bit more clueless. Um, I really made a lot of them. And some of them were just ridiculous. And I think even though now I realize, well, those are just not possible, or, you know, not really feasible or whatever. um, At least it's made me try, you know, and did you have any of the ones that like, in retrospect, you're like, I didn't, I mean, I wanted it, but I don't really want that. Like, for instance, yeah. like when I was a kid, I wanted to be a comic book artist. And then as I got older, I'm like, I don't really want to be a comic book artist. Like, I don't like <laughs> drawing panels of things. And that's really not what interests me. But I liked comic books. So I assume that's what I wanted to do. Um, I suppose. I mean, I'm trying to think as far as like what that would be. Well, I mean... I know certain things I wouldn't necessarily be happy doing full time, you know, or I know that like, you know, I thought before, well, if I could just do like a run on Batman, for instance, and do, you know, a six, six book run or whatever. And now I know I literally couldn't do that for starters. I'm not Greg Polo. amazing (laughs) secondly or or, you know um Jimenez or something like that who are just like freaking amazing but then also I know that like I don't have that kind of speed it's not really in my nature to have that kind of speed I am literally just not confident enough to have that kind of speed I second guess everything and I wish I wouldn't get in my own way like that all the time but I do and you know there's just certain things that like yeah, I'd have these wishful thinking thoughts that I could pull something like that off, but I know that I wouldn't be able to make those kind of deadlines. Or if I did, my whole, you know, parenting life would fall apart. My kids would never see me, you know, I would like, I would be the story of like, yes, I know the my the back of my mom's head and nothing else, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And so, and I'm not saying that I have been invited to do <laughs> Batman pages. I have not, but you know, I know that wishing for that is probably not something that I mean you did Harley Quinn stuff I mean not (laughs) that far (laughs) I did yeah but I mean it's interesting because like you say that like um you know you set these goals and and not that you don't achieve them but it's not like I feel like when we set goals we kind of have that movie perspective where you're like oh if I if I reach this goal like like you said I'll be happy But in reality, it's like even if you were given a six issue run on Batman and you achieved that goal and still kept your family life in in perspective, (laughs) you'd still wake up the next day. It's not over. Yeah, it's not done. Like the movie credits don't roll at that point. You still have (laughs) to keep going. It doesn't end with and they live happily ever after. Yeah. And you're like, so what happens after this? You know, and (laughs) I mean, so like I, I think the people who are motivated to be creative in that way, where even if you got that, you would just be like, that's awesome. What's next? Yeah. Or I would probably actually look through it and be like, my perspective sucked over here. This was not (laughs) dynamic enough. And God damn it. He's missing a leg. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I, I just think that's a really fascinating way. So how do you find that happiness without getting 
to achieve those goals without scoring that touchdown? Um, well, for me, the, the, the touchdown just isn't that, you know, mm-hmm. that was something that I thought would be not that specifically. I was just using it as an example, right, but right. like, you know, any kind of things like that, that I had in my head when I first started in comics, um, I'm just realizing that those really aren't, aren't the goals. And for me, the goal is to just, you know, do the best job that I can with every project that comes in front of me. And, you know, I have, um, I'm a little bit like, I want all the jobs, you Mm -hmm. know, right now and finish them all right now. And quote unquote, future Dawn has so much time. So I'm trying to be more realistic so that future (laughs) Dawn doesn't die. I love that you say that because, (laughs) so I have a business partner. uh, His name's Fish. And he'll constantly be like, how are we going to do that? I'm like, dude, that's future Andy and Fish's problem. Fuck those guys. <laughs> yes, and then like when it, whenever we kind of like hit like, you know, three days of not enough sleep, whatever, we like, you know, pass Andy and Fish. They're assholes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I just want to. I don't want to set those kind of things anymore. And it isn't really even that I'll be happy because I'm happy all the way through. It's more that I'll be proud of myself, I suppose, or Mm -hmm. kind of feel that like I achieved something that I can be proud of myself for or whatever. But really, I think a lot of what I've learned over the last 10 years is some of these things just need to have happened over the course of 10 years, you know, Mm -hmm. like, the best thing is just that passage of time and not having given up in that passage of time. You know, it's just kind of one project in front of the other and anything that I'm working on um, is inspiring and I love working on it. I love the people I work with, you know, so I do have a lot to be grateful for in that. And I really want to see the things that, you know, JP Roth and I are working on and all of that succeed too. So uh, that probably didn't make any sense. No, I, Um, to me, it made perfect sense. I mean, I think that's a, like a really great sentiment of kind it's very kind of like being in the moment and like, you know, me me and my, my business partner do it all the time where like one of us will be stressed out and I'll be like, Hey, do you realize how fucked up our life is? Like, and we'll like rattle off a few, like really awesome things that we've gotten to do. And like, yeah, that's really weird. Like, how did we get here? <laughs> and it, it's yeah. it's just that, you know, even when we started the podcast, people were like, oh, you know, do you make a living at it? And at the time, I'd be like, no. But, you know, I did get a private tour of the Lizzie Borden house. And who gets to do that? You know, and like <laughs> just these really yeah. cool random things that you have to kind of stop and just kind of take it in and be like, this is this is not a normal person's life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to be grateful for, for sure. That's awesome. Heck, I get to buy art supplies. <laughs> More than I'll ever use. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a side note. <laughs> oh, as I sp- I'll edit that out. All right. <laughs> no need. It's all good. <laughs> um, but Don, where can people go online to find out what you're working on or, or follow your live streams and w- like what days are those on and all, okay, you know, all the I... prom- self-promotional stuff? Yay. I love that. Um, I live stream generally on Tuesday, Thursday and Sunday, 5 to 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time or Mountain Time mm-hmm. um, on Twitch and Facebook. So um 
just my name on Twitch or Facebook, you should be able to find me. And then I will uh, upload it onto YouTube like the following day or something like that. Um, and then for Divinica, that's the goddess series that I work on with JP Roth, which I will be live streaming the process of all the interior pages. So if you're interested in mythology or whatever, definitely come by. Um, in my opinion, uh, no question is, you know, a, a bad or dumb question when it comes to art and whatever I happen to be working on. I really am there to answer questions and be helpful. And then for where you can get Divinica, it's divinicashop.com. And that is run by JP Roth and myself. And it's got all the comic books on there and you can read the story. There's digital downloads. Yes, we have all the things. All, all the things <laughs> in all the places. Yes. <laughs> are, are you on the tickety talk? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I haven't gone there yet. I mean, I started an account like literally three or four days ago and yeah. that's as far as it went. Yeah. I, I signed up uh, for the inebriar. Like I got the inebriar name. Cause I'm like, well, I don't want to yeah. not have it, but yeah, I haven't used it. Cause I'm like, I don't, it's, it's the one thing that has made me feel super old. <laughs> me too. And I'm just like, I don't get it. <laughs> You know? I know. I tried to watch some tutorials and I'm just like, oh God, I don't know. About, this is too much. I'm leaving. It's like I'm watching TikTok, TikTok, TikTok tutorials on TikTok and that just seems to be like <laughs> nonsensical. So, But Dawn, I want to say thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. It's a lot of thank fun. Thank you. And uh, if you hit up any of the Comic Cons in uh, the Boston area, let us know. We'll, we'll come hang out and say hi. Oh, that would be amazing. Okay. Thank you so much. And uh, so our followers can uh, check out Dawn and all her socials and her, her comics and stuff. And we'll catch you guys again next week. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.